Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome into the Southern Race Week radio podcast for you here either on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We really appreciate you tuning into the podcast yet again this week along one of those fine podcasting platforms. Once again, it's Alfie filling in for WB who's continuing to recover from throat issues and vocal cord issues. But according to William, our fearless leader, he's going to be going into surgery sometime later on this month to repair that issue. So hopefully once that surgery is completed and he has a couple of weeks to recover, we'll have William Barber back here on Southern Race Week Radio hopefully soon before the season wraps up here for Southern Race Week Radio. But once again, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast this week as we've got another exciting edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. But before I let you know who's going to be on the program this week, I want to let you know about our email address. That's right. You can reach us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Via the email, and once again, it's srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. So feel free to leave us an email message. Let us know what you think about the program. Or if you're an up-and-coming driver and like to get yourself on Southern Race Week Radio, please let us know about it. And once again, that email address, write it down. Keep it handy there by your side. That's srwradio at yahoo.com. But uh, once again, my name is Alfie. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. Uh, to the podcast this week as we have another exciting edition of the program. And before we dive deep into this week's edition of Sunday Race Week Radio podcast, we love to bring you every week here on the podcast the racing review as we take a look at all the action from the world of racing this past weekend. And we start in NASCAR with the Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and Cub Series all in action at Talladega Super Speedway. And let's take a look at what happened in the Truck Series. A very, very scary crash near the end of the race in overtime uh, required Jordan Anderson to be airlifted out of Talladega Super Speedway this past Saturday. He had second-degree burns from a crash in the race. Now, according to his social media platform, uh, he is, he was released from the hospital later that day. So, so very good. Uh, Anderson wrote on social media, scariest moment of my racing career by far. Doctors say everything should be healing up within a few weeks. That's very, very positive news for 31-year-old journeyman in the NASCAR's lower-level national series, um, Jordan Anderson. So uh, good to see that he's uh, going to be able to recover and hopefully in a few weeks we'll be back in the racing world. And uh, later after that crash, NASCAR officials took a little bit of a time, lengthy review time, to take a look at all the, the finishing order after that crash in overtime. And they um, gave the win to Matt DiBenedetto, his first win in his NASCAR career. Uh, ben Rhodes was your runner-up. Brett Holmes was finishing third. Ryan Priest in fourth. And Christian Eckes rounding out the top five. Now, currently in the Truck Series standings right now, Ty Majeski is your number one ranked driver. Chandler Smith is second. Zane Smith, third. Ben Rhodes is fourth. Christian Eckes is fifth. Stuart Friesen is sixth. John Hunter Nemechek is seventh. And Grant Enfinger rounding out the top eight. Now, over the Xfinity Series, A.J. Allmendinger finally won his first race on a super speedway with a last lap pass that allowed him to beat Sam Mayer to the Talladega Super Speedway finish line by less than three feet. Allmendinger's fourth Xfinity Series win of the season locked him into the next round of the playoffs and afforded him the luxury to not hold back in next week's elimination race on the Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway, where Allmendinger is 3-4-3 three three in his career. As we mentioned, Sam Mayer was your runner-up. Landon Castle finishing third. 
Ryan Sieg in fourth, and Josh Berry rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the playoffs right now, uh, as we mentioned, A.J. Allmendinger advances to the next round. Noah Grayson is your second-race driver. Ty Gibbs in third. Austin Hill is fourth. Josh Berry fifth. Justin Allgaier is sixth. Sam Mayer is seventh. Ryan Sieg is eighth. Riley Herps is ninth. Brandon Jones is 10th, Daniel Hemrick in 11th, and Jeremy Clements rounds out the top 12 before the next elimination race for the Xfinity Series at the Roval. And as we look at the action from Talladega Super Speedway in the Cup Series, George's own Chase Elliott will advance in the next round of the playoffs as he was the winner this past weekend at Talladega Super Speedway. Ryan Blaney was your runner-up, Michael McDowell in third, Rod Chastain is fourth, and Denny Hamlin rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the playoff standings right now, as we mentioned with Chase Elliott's win, he advances into the next round. Ryan Blaney is your second-ranked driver. Ross Chastain is third. Denny Hamlin is fourth. Joe Nagano is fifth. Kyle Larson is sixth. Daniel Suarez is seventh. Chase Briscoe in eighth. Austin Sindrick is ninth. William Byron is tenth. Chris Rebell is eleventh. And Alex Bowman rounds out the top 12. And, of course, we'll be racing this weekend at Charlotte, for the Roval race, and then after that race, four of these drivers will be cut from contention in the playoffs. Over to the NHRA, four-time defending top fuel world champion Steve Torres is back in the title hunt, powering to a second straight win at Worldwide Technology Raceway this past Sunday at the 11th annual NHRA Midwest Nationals. Robert Hyde in the funny car, Erica Enders in pro stock, and Matt Smith in the pro stock motorcycle also picked up wins at the 19th event in the 2022 NHRA Camping World Drag Racing Series season and the third of six races in the countdown to the championship playoffs. And if you'd also like to check out who won Wally's this past weekend in the NHRA, just head over to NHRA.com and click on results. But uh, there you go. That is your racing recap for this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And looking forward to another great podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Coming up here in just moments, we'll be speaking with the executive vice president and general manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway, Greg Walter, as he welcomes in NASCAR Nation this weekend for the Bank of America Roval Race Weekend. And then we'll be speaking with the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly, to talk about all the action activities going on at the NASCAR Hall of Fame during Roval Race Weekend in Charlotte. And then we'll wrap things up with Ron Caps, who uh, talks about winning a Wally also at Charlotte at the Z-Max Dragways during the Charlotte Nationals. That happened back a few weeks ago so there you go those are our great guests joining us this week here on the southern race week radio podcast hey this is nascar driver trevor bain and you're listening to southern race week all right welcome back to this brand new week's edition of southern race week radio for you along the far flung southern race week radio network itself we continue with this brand new week's edition of southern race week radio along with the southern race week radio podcast as nascar nation will get set to converge on charlotte motor speedway coming up Next weekend, as the NASCAR playoffs continue with an elimination race for the Bank of America Roval 400 race weekend, along with the Xfinity race weekend, they're going to be having their playoffs continuing as well. And to break down and preview everything that's going to be going on at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the upcoming Bank of America Roval 400 race weekend, we welcome in a great friend of the show, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Gray! Mr. Walter, thank you so much for taking the time to join us yet again this week on Southern Racing Radio. I'm sure you and your staff are getting ready to welcome in and excited to bring in NASCAR Nation to Charlotte Motor Speedway here next weekend, sir. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. 
Yes, I am. And listen, as many times I've been on your show, I, that never gets old. So thank you for being so gracious and welcoming. Hey, um, well, we I mean, are. Listen, it's, it is so, I mean, it, listen, next weekend um, for the Bank of America World 400 and the Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, Drive for the Cure, you know, 250. We are so excited about this weekend because we got all this music and, and things for the fans. We're excited about everybody coming to join us. Not only is the Bank of America Robo 400, it's an elimination race. So a lot of uh, importance on this race because the bottom four drivers in the playoffs will be eliminated and not move on to the round of eight. So it is an elimination race. Yeah, and that's created some great storylines as we've kind of seen play out over the years. With the Rover being a non-traditional road course, right? It's just very technical. So think Monaco, think um, a street course, if you will, where there's, the turns are, are so unforgiving. And drivers are looking for the driver ahead of them to make a mistake so they can gain a position or gain ground. So you have that of just being a, a, a tough course combined with the fact that you've got four who are trying to advance to the next round. It just makes for everyone trying to put, put it all on the line and to, to, to get to the, to the next uh, round of elimination. It makes for great storytelling and entertainment for our fans. So that's why we've always really valued this position in the playoffs of being a cutoff race because they, they put on a show just so um, they can, can move up. With this year's event is you got what is called the Rock the Roval Concert Series as well as a great opening act for the uh, Cup race on Sunday. So tell our listeners a little bit about the Rock the Roval concert you got coming up that weekend as well. Yeah, of course. So um, there's no racing out here on Friday night, but we wanted, because this this weekend is so big and so special, we wanted to, to really give the fans plenty to do. So Friday um, Friday during the day, there's actually a STEAM Expo. So we're going to bring high school and middle school kids out here, um, talk about the sciences that are applied in racing and doing an expo out here during the day. And then in the late afternoon, early evening, we're going to have um, a, a Joe Gibbs Racing you know, Fan Appreciation Day. We're going to have the drivers up on stage, do some Q&A session. And then we're going to do something really different, my friend. We're going to do the, the, the hauler parade. And we're going to bring the haulers in front of um, the gate six by the fan zone um, and do kind of a shout out, almost like WWE. We're playing some walkout music and, and having the haulers drive by. And then Brett Michaels is going to play an awesome concert on Friday night. He, we were on the phone with him not too long ago, and he, he's called, going to call it Party Gras. And just everyone's going to get beads, and he's like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And, and his energy level, I, I mean, he's amazing. And then Saturday night, we're gonna, we have um, you know, Three Doors Down playing a concert. And then on the pre-race for Sunday, we've got the, the artist Nelly doing not only the pre-race concert, but also doing driver intros. So, I mean, there's a lot of entertainment out here in addition to all the great racing we expect as part of Roval Weekend. Speaking with Executive Vice President and General Manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway, Greg Walter, on this uh, edition of Shuttle Race Week Radio as we prepare for the Roval 400 Race Weekend uh, next weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And also one of the cool things I love about going to, and I, I've been to a ton of Roval races uh, at your facility, and one of the things I've really enjoyed is the fan zone area. Uh, so many haulers, so many great things you can purchase. 
Great food is available as well. You'll have a stage that uh, you'll be able to have drivers do Q&A. So there's also the fan zone that'll, that uh, our fans can go out there and enjoy. No matter what age group you are, no matter who you are, there's going to be something out there for you enjoying the fan zone as you get set. Uh, if you're camping out there over the weekend, you can enjoy that, or you're coming in Saturday or Sunday for the race time. Yeah, and all that, all that music and entertainment is free if you have a ticket for any one of the, the, the events out here. You know, if, if you have a ticket for Saturday or Sunday, all of that is for you. So not only are you getting a ticket to a great race, but you're also getting a ticket to all this great music. And so that's what we're excited to bring, that kind of value to the fans. Um, and, you know, we've got people coming from all 50 states and from around the world, and that's exciting to us to where we're able to show a little North Carolina hospitality to, to folks coming here and show them a good time and have them leave with a smile on their face. And also outside of the track, there's so many great things you can do while you're in the Charlotte area, so many great restaurants to take in uh, in downtown Charlotte, also the NASCAR Hall of Fame. In fact, in, in just a matter of moments after we get done with you, we're going to be speaking with Winston Kelly, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, to talk about what's going to be going on there as fans trickle in to Charlotte for race weekend. So it's great to have not only the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte, but so many great activities and things to do, not only at the track, but you can explore the beautiful city of Charlotte as you're enjoying your weekend. There's plenty to do in the region. And of course, you know, the one thing that, that's unique about here, not only the Hall of Fame, but you have all the shops here. So um, fans coming in from out of town can make a long weekend of it, go see some of the shops on Friday, come out here on a Friday night, enjoy some great music. Um, Saturday with the Xfinity race and then Sunday with the Cup race. There's plenty to do. Make a long weekend of it, a long fall weekend of it, and things look look awesome for the weekend. And speaking of tickets, they're still available, So you, and also campground sites are still available. So if our listeners want to get their hands on some tickets or a campground site to enjoy a nice extended long weekend in the beautiful city of Charlotte and in Concord, North Carolina, uh, where can they go to get information and to purchase those tickets, sir? Well, the first place I recommend is going to the website at charlottemotorspeedway.com. Or if you want to talk to somebody, we'd love to, to, to have a conversation. It's 1-800-455-FANS, F-A-N-S. And another great thing about your track and SMI is always the Speedway's Children's Charity Organization. Your track also is one of those tracks that hosts the Speedway's Children's Charity. Uh, is there anything special that the Children's Charity will be doing uh, that weekend? So maybe if some of our listeners would like to donate or maybe help out the charity, what, what are you guys going to be doing as far as that goes? So the, the charity has lots going on, whether it's golf cart rides, you know, and transportation for folks or uh, some of their other activities. All of that is also on the website. So just head to the website, and, and there's a whole calendar of things there that where peak fans can kind of pick and choose what they'd like to do and get involved in. And it's awesome because we you just had NHRA there last week into the ZMAX uh, facility right adjacent to the track. You got NASCAR racing coming up next weekend, and then later on in the month, the World Short Track Championship. So a lot going on uh, just outside of NASCAR, Mr. Walter. The whole area around there has so much going on. Just besides NASCAR, you got the Short Track Championship. You got NHRA. You got so many great other concerts. Uh, you got the Breakaway Music Festival that's coming up uh, this weekend as well. So there's so much to do at your track outside of just NASCAR, correct? Yeah, and you know, the thing is that people don't realize that the track actually, if you count up all the activity, you're looking at about 1,300 to 1,400 days of activity. So that's a lot going on. People coming and going, people coming from all over the country to visit us here, you know, in, in Concord. 
and, and we take a lot of pride in making sure that every guest, every visitor has a, a white glove trophy experience so that when they go back home, you know, they can't wait to get back here. So we, we love be- making people feel special. So whether that's a, a music festival like Breakaway this weekend or whether it's the epic, you know, NASCAR racing or NHRA like we had last weekend, um, there's a lot to do out here, a lot to see, and we're proud to be ambassadors for our community. And once again, go to charlottemotorspeedway.com, click on the events tab to check out all the events that are going to be coming up in Charlotte Motor Speedway and around the area. Uh, buy If you want to buy tickets, once again, charlottemotorspeedway.com, 1-800-455-FANS. And speaking of tickets, uh, race announcements have been made. The schedule has been announced for next year. Of course, the Coca-Cola 600 is going to be on that schedule. It's sold out this past year, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're already starting ticket sales for next year's 600 race, so... They might want to get on those tickets quickly before, once again, that event sells out for next year. Yeah, brother. And actually, I was meeting this morning with the ticket office. We're already pacing ahead of last year's number, mm. which was a was a great number for us, and we sold out. So I expect that, that we'll probably sell out faster this year than we that this coming year than we did last, this year. So, uh, yeah, if fans want to have any if any inclination at all about coming to the Coco 600 and spending Memorial Day weekend with us, and that is an, that is an epic weekend. we got more things to announce as we get closer. But I would go ahead and encourage them to buy tickets now while, while they're still available, and great seats are still available. But, yeah, it's the popularity of that race, that race being a tentpole event for the sport, it continues to grow, and uh, we're just we're super excited for what our fans are going to experience that weekend. So once again, for all the information, go to charlottemotorspeedway.com, or also check them out on social media. They are on Facebook and Twitter, giving you all the latest information and details. Once again, Executive Vice President, General Manager of uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, Greg Walter. Uh, Mr. Walter, once again, thank you so much for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Always a great friend of the show. Good luck to you as you welcome NASCAR Nation into the facility here in a couple of weeks, and I'm sure we'll continue to keep up with what's going on at Charlotte Motor Speedway with you throughout the year and into next year as well, my friend. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate all you do for our fans, and uh, you and your family be well. Hi, I'm Nick Sanchez, driver of the number two Maxi Glink Chevrolet, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And of course, earlier this week, NASCAR unveiled the schedule for the 2023 season and to break it down for us and give us its thoughts on the schedule as well as other events that are going on the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Winston Kelly. Mr. Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time to join us yet again here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. You're a great friend of the show, and we always appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. So far, so good. Uh, always love to talk racing. You are a big traditionalist. You're a historian in the sport. And anytime I think about the history of the sport, you're one of the first names that, that comes to my mind. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the schedule next year for 2023 because there's so many new things, so many first-of-kind events that are going on, and you've been involved in this sport for so long. So one of the first things I want to kind of uh, reach out to you about is, of course, the return to North Wilkesboro Speedway, the All-Star Race taking place there on Sunday, May 21st. I know I watched the last race there at North Wilkesboro. Uh, Jeff Gordon was the winner of that race. I know you probably were there on hand. Uh, what do you remember about that last Cup Series race at North Wilkesboro Speedway? 
Well, North Wilkesboro is where I got my racing announcing career started off. I actually had done a lot of high school football and some other things and worked for the old Universal Racing Network. And uh, the fellow that ran the North Wilkesboro Speedway also ran the Universal Racing Network. So when Motor Racing Network took over the broadcast at North Wilkesboro, I became one of the PA announcers as Barney Hall, who was doing PA, went on to do uh, went on to do the MRN broadcast there so you know for the last uh, 15 16 years that we had races there you know i would take vacation on friday and be there friday saturday and sunday and uh, so you know it was what i would call surreal it was a great race uh, with jeff gordon winning and i believe uh, earlier that year terry labani had won in the early part of the year but it was just surreal you know it's, it's kind of like you were going to a funeral but the person was still alive that you knew you know was going to pass away but everybody was so upbeat and enjoyed it so much and, you know, just knew that we were a part of history then. So I remember all about that and, and, and Jeff winning the race and uh, the picture that circulated uh, with all the drivers on the front straightaway. And, and some of my best friends to this day uh, I met, uh, they ran the concession stands at the North Wilkesboro track. So the friends that I was able to make there. Uh, so I remember a lot about that particular race. Uh, and in the 16, 17 years that I spent working there. Now, Dale Jr. has been on this quest to bring back North Wilkesboro, even reaching out to, to Marcus Smith and SMI to kind of, you know, he wanted to scan the track for the iRacing, which they did, and now continuing to kind of pester uh, Marcus. Finally got to the point where they're like, all right, Dale, let's do something about it. They kind of renovated a little bit to a point where they did some events there a few weeks ago, Dale Jr. in the Cars Tour Series racing out there, a full house capacity crowd. In fact, they said that they sold more tickets than they had seats available uh, for that event. So it really showed that the fans really want to travel to North Wilkesboro and see some racing. So now that the track will be available for the All-Star Race next year, uh, how excited for you as someone who's been there? Like you said, you started uh, PAing over there. For you, what's that like to know that NASCAR will be returning the Cup Series to North Wilkesboro next year? Well, I mean, I guess it'd be an understatement to say that I'm excited, but I actually went to one of those uh, modified and late model races. I didn't make the one that Dale raced in because I had some other commitments, but I did go over to the one, uh, the first one that they did back uh, August the 2nd uh, and was able to see that when they had uh, uh, the front straightaway grandstand was full. Then they didn't open up turns one and two. And, you know, there's still some work to be done. And uh, for anybody that listens to Dale's podcast, one of the things that Dale referenced after the race that he was in is that there was still work to be done. And as he termed it, the grace that fans showed, knowing that the amenities weren't where we typically have, whether it's with restrooms and concessions and things like that. And he also said, you know, there will be a lot of improvements made. And if anybody can make improvements to a facility in a short period of time, it's Speedway Motorsports and Marcus Smith and that team. But at the same time, they'll even acknowledge that there's still work to be done. So you know, between NASCAR, Speedway Motorsports, uh, and everybody involved, to bring back that race, it's not going to be a pristine brand-new racetrack. I think says a lot about NASCAR's willingness to do some different things. And, you know, two of the things about next year's schedule is we're going back to the future in North Wilkesboro, but we're also doing something very new that we've never done before in a street race at Chicago. And I think that puts an exclamation point when you look at those two races of how 
you know, NASCAR is not going to keep doing the same thing at all three series the same way and in the grassroots level. So uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, I, I hope with that there is the capacity. There's going to be such a demand to go. I just hope there's the capacity for somebody like me who may not have a working interest there but has a historic interest there, like when we went uh, back to Dirt at Eldora, that uh, I just want to go and be a little bit more than a race fan and see what's going on there. So excited to, to have us go back. For our listeners, uh, how, if they want to get tickets or maybe come out to the NASCAR Hall of Fame and check out what's going on there in Charlotte, what do you guys got coming up? And uh, how can our listeners and fans get tickets and, and come out and check you guys out at the NASCAR Hall of Fame? Well, the simple answer to the last question is NASCARHall.com, and you can find out everything, all the different packages we have, what are hours of operation, typically 10 to 5, uh, Wednesday through Monday. Uh, there's some Tuesdays that were open, but most of them during the, uh, during the fall and winter time frame were closed for groups. But one of the things we've got coming up uh, race weekend during the Charlotte Roval race weekend is what we call road to induction. So we will have all three of the class of 2023 inductees, Matt Kenseth, Herschel McGriff, and Kirk Shelmerdine will be at the NASCAR Hall of Fame, private event with our Pioneer members, but also anybody that has a GA ticket. We're going to take them through what happens from the time they're selected to the time that they're inducted. They'll get to see the actual ring that will be presented to them, size. We'll do a Q&A session with them on, tell us about a few of the artifacts that you've selected to go in your exhibit and why those artifacts help tell the story of you as a driver and a competitor. And then uh, we'll also have an autograph session, and we'll have the, uh, the class of 2023 at the Charlotte Motor Speedway on Sunday for various activities there. That's probably the next big thing that's coming up, and you can learn about it on NASCARHall.com. This is John Roberts from FS1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And as the NASCAR Cup Series and Xfinity Series will be arriving at Charlotte Motor Speedway, Coming up this weekend, last weekend, all the action was going on at Z-Max Dragway, right there adjacent to the Charlotte Motor Speedway in Charlotte, North Carolina, as the NHRA Series came in for the Betway NHRA Carolina Nationals. And one of the many drivers walking away with a Wally Award that past weekend is our next guest who is joining us here via the Food Depot Hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the driver of the Napa Auto Parts Toyota GR Supra Funny Car, for Ron Caps Motorsports, its owner and driver, Mr. Ron Caps. Mr. Caps, thank you so much for taking the time to join us yet again this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Sir, you've been a great friend of the show, been on a dozen times, and we always appreciate it when you take the time to join us, sir. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yeah, yeah, good to talk to you. So tell us a little bit about the, about the playoffs, maybe for some of those listeners who's not too familiar with NHRA, but how did the playoff system work in the NHRA for maybe those listeners who don't understand the concept? Well, sort of like the chase, um, what they do is we have a regular season, and Indianapolis at the big U.S. Nationals, which is our biggest race in September on Labor Day, that is the last race of the regular season. And after that race, what they do is they, they basically reset the points, and the top ten have a chance at the world championship. And it's six-race playoff. Basically just a format of the points being reset. So a lot of these teams that were seventh, eighth, ninth, 
a few hundred points behind got reset and we're only less than a uh, hundred points back. So it's a pretty cool thing if you're not at the top of the list, but I've been in the top as a season leader of the regular season and had all those good points taken away. So it goes both ways. So tell us about your weekend over there at Charlotte Motor Speed, or, or actually, well, adjacent to Charlotte Motor Speed over there at the Z-Max Dragway. And you guys were there twice a year and I always find it very fascinating because I always see like cup drivers because a lot of the shops are right there in the Charlotte area and check out all the action you guys provide there for the NHRA at the uh, Z-Max Dragway. No, it's always great. I mean, that is NASCAR country. And when Bruton first built that track, I mean, they called it the Bellagio drag strips because it, it, it is, you know, it's an incredible racetrack. But it is NASCAR country. So the fans, a lot of them had never been to a drag race or a big NHRA national event. Well, throughout my career, I drove for Dom Perdome for nine years. And I've always had these NASCAR teammates that were sponsors that we had both NASCAR and IndyCar. So it's always neat, real power, you know, just win the world championship in IndyCar. He lives there in Charlotte, writes for Penske. So it's fun to have people like that out to sort of, you know, when we go to their races, we get to stay in the pit box. Well, when they come out, we like to put them right next to the car. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and another sponsor you got share with another driver in NASCAR, a, a driver familiar with us here in the Georgia and Atlanta areas, is Chase Elliott, who is also a Cup Series uh, champion as well. And I know you guys do a lot of events together since you do – have Napa as a sponsor in your racing teams. So what's it like uh, hanging out with uh, Chase and you guys kind of talking back and forth about what you do and what he does? Oh, it's great. And it's been fun really to watch Chase veer off into some of the dirt racing that he, that he started doing uh, last year and year before. You know, my passion, I've always done a lot of dirt racing on the side. Tony Stewart's prelude and driven some world outlaw cars and digits at the Chili Bowl. So that's been a lot of fun to talk with him about that. And he is as good as anybody we've ever seen come along. But, you know, my dad taught me a lot when I came up racing. And, and luckily for him, he's got one of the coolest dads. And uh, Bill Elliott is one of my favorite people on and off the racetrack and always has been. So when Chase first came on board with Napa, he was actually having to go back to high school prom at one point when he first started driving for them. Uh, we had a couple of appearances where I think he was 18, 19 years old and um, he drove for Dale Jr. with a Napa car. So it's been fun to watch him grow, and we all knew he was going to be a champion. It was just a matter of time. And not only do you do the, uh, do the NHRA stuff, but I'm a big fan of follow you on uh, when you do iRacing as well because you also participate in iRacing. And, and what do you enjoy and what do you get out of doing the iRacing experience for you? Well, I, I go back. You know, I've always been into the gaming part of, of racing, and I was one of the original beta testers for iRacing, believe it or not. So it was really cool to watch iRacing grow. But what, what happened during the pandemic was like nothing we've ever seen before. And it was crazy that everybody was locked down. And I would get on my simulator at home, and there would be, you know, upwards of 20, 22, 23,000 people on at one time all over the world. The fact that we actually raced iRacing events on national television was crazy. So, you know, it was fun to get up in the mornings and I think it saved me through the pandemic and certainly saved my marriage because <laughs> I would get up in the morning and I would, you know, I'd have a whole agenda of what races I needed to practice for because I was racing with the world at outlaw guys. And that was on a CBS show. I was racing on Fox with a lot of the NASCAR and, and some formula one guys. So there was a lot going on and I would get up in the morning and have a whole itinerary of what races I needed to practice for. And, it got to be a lot of fun, and I think, you know, for fans locked down at home to be able to watch their favorite race car drivers, uh, Bobby Labonte and, and all the current NASCAR and some Formula One guys, 
it was a lot of fun. Speaking with Ron Caps here, a funny car driver in the NHRA, also a team owner and driver for Ron Caps uh, Motorsports. And Mr. Caps, you're currently second in the standings right now. You're 27 points behind Robert Hyde. As you mentioned, you got a handful of events left in the regular season. Now, this is your first team, your first year owning your own team. As you said, you've raced for other people most of your careers. Uh, going into your first year, being second in the points with 27 behind, was this the kind of expectation you had going into your first year of, of ownership, or or you think you've exceeded the expectations you had uh, going into it? Because to be an owner-driver, there's a lot of responsibility that goes with that. Yeah, you, you know, I, just, I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, you know, I had the deer-in-the-headlight look for sure through the, the months of January, but I had a lot of people at Napa Auto Parts that believed in me, uh, a lot of really good people around on our team that uh, that jumped in to help and, and shoot. I mean, I had John Forrest, I had Tim Wilkerson, all these people I raced against calling and, and checking on me, which was pretty cool. My brother from another mother, Antron Brown, who just sort of ventured out on his own a couple of years ago, was also a huge help. So I certainly didn't do it alone, and I, honest, I, I didn't think we'd win a race like we did I think we won the fourth race of the season in Las Vegas to win Indianapolis and to win the big all-star shootout, collect almost, uh, you know, $200,000 just in that race was something you never dreamed about as an owner. So it's been a lot like last year, honestly, I knew what was going on. I knew I was going to be a team owner going into our playoffs last year and we ended up winning the world championship. And so I have that same feeling with this, this team right now. It's the same team as last year. Um, we got Toyota that jumped on board, and they've been a tremendous help, um, both on and off the racetrack. So it's been a lot of fun, man. It's just uh, to jump back into the points against Robert Hyde and only be you know, less than two rounds back um, heading into St. Louis. Is, it puts us right in a position where we were last year, and we're just going to have to keep our foot on the throttle and, and try to put pressure on everybody else. Now, Mr. Caps, if our listeners out there want to follow with you throughout the rest of the season, you guys wrap up the NHRA season this year and maybe follow along with what's going on with you there at Ron Caps Motorsports, uh, where can they go to keep up with information and follow along with what's going on with you, your career, and your season as well? Well, we got a wonderful girl that runs our Ron Caps Motorsports social media. She does a lot of great stuff. and I run my own accounts and have fun with uh, Ron Caps 28 as most of my accounts personally. Of course, the Napa Network is a great one for Napa, and Toyota has been a, a, a lot of fun to, to do. You know, it's just I knew it as a team owner when I went in. I wanted to have a lot of fun with social media and our fans, and it's been uh, it's been probably the funnest part of this whole thing. Well, Mr. Caps, we always appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Good luck to you as you continue your playoff uh, push here at the end of the season, and hopefully we'll catch up with you down the road and continued success as you hopefully run away with that championship here in 2022, sir. Thanks, man. Always great to be on your show. I'm JoJo Wilkinson, driver number 11 with the ProLight model from Newtown, Alabama, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at South. We're wrapping up this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, we really appreciate you tuning in to the program this week. And once again, thanks to our great, great guest for joining us this week. Once again, thanks to the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway, Greg Walter. Also, the Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte, North Carolina, Winston Kelly. And also, thanks once again to Ron Capps, NHRA driver, for joining us this week. So once again, we always bring in the biggest names and NASCAR, NHRA, IndyCar, and the short trek world right here every week 
on Southern Race Street Radio, along with the Southern Race Street Radio podcast. And once again, you can go back and listen to this week's episode or any of our previous week episodes of Southern Race Street Radio. So we bring it to you as a podcast every Monday on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So you can go to one of those podcast locations, download the show, listen to it as you're out jogging or in your car, maybe just relaxing at home, whatever it is, you can always listen in the Southern Race Week Radio. And also you can follow us on our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And if you like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter, you're always getting the latest in racing news and information via those two social media platforms. And uh, once again, we really appreciate you tuning into the program. And also, once more, the email address, feel free to email us anytime at srwradio at yahoo.com. Once again, it is srwradio at yahoo.com. So enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch back up with you next week right here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Oh.